Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. My guest today always knew what she wanted to do, and she's been doing it now professionally for more than 30 years. Claire Gorman is owner of Holistic Image on the Mornington Peninsula near Melbourne. Not just a mere stylist, and a great one at that, it's her mission to help women get real results. You see, she's serious about offering a holistic approach to her clients by bringing their inner beauty to the surface. Claire incorporates theta healing and energy healing technique that, as you'll hear shortly, blew her mind when she first came across it. Claire is full of positivity and has an infectious personality. No doubt that's a big part of the reason her clients come back time and again. I hope you enjoy this chat. You've been in the hairdressing stylist game for pretty much all of your career. Over 30 years, my goodness. What got you interested and what do you like about the work that you do? So what got me interested is my mum's actually a hairdresser and she's still hairdressing now. It's uh, What? I think, yeah, she's 70, about 72. So basically I was born in the salon and literally I was born in the salon because she had a shop and she went on to maternity leave and two weeks into her maternity leave, the girl left I was like two weeks old in a carry car out the back of a salon. Oh, I love that. And, I, and my naturopath does really worry about how many chemicals I breathed in back then at the age of two. But hey-ho, I'm here still to tell the tale and I, I my hair's not gone green, so I must be okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I grew up basically in the salon and I used to um, sit and watch my mum do hair, have those beautiful conversations with women and actually see women leave the salon looking amazing and feeling amazing. And I just knew I was destined to do it. It was just part of me. But the interesting thing is my mum always tried to talk me out of it. She always said, you know, oh, it's late nights, it's hard work, you've got to stand on your feet. And being really the person I am made me actually more determined to actually prove her wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do you wish you'd listen to her sometimes <laughs> no because I think I was meant to I'm, I'm meant to help women that's really what it what it comes down to so at the age of 13 my mum asked her friend who had a salon mum didn't have a salon by then if I could be a Saturday girl and I think they call it tea and tidy out here in Australia and I was probably a little bit too underage, but mum thought she'll change her mind, she'll hate it and um, start to look for something else. Because in, in England, you actually, back in my day, you um, you left school at like 16. 
So she thought by the time I did the Saturday work, um, I might have changed my mind and then gone down a different career path. But actually what happened was it made me more determined. And that was the start of my career. Wow. I love you knew straight away. You knew. Oh, I, I knew probably from about the age of 10. Well, actually, probably even younger then, because even I, I think they still do them now. We used to have a girl's world, you know, the dolly heads, like a mannequin head. Unfortunately, mine always used to get shaved off <laughs> you know, and all the Barbie hair. Yes, mm-hmm. I did have a, a thing for cutting the hair off. Yeah. <laughs> Once you cut the hair off on a, do- on a it mannequin, didn't grow it doesn't back. grow back, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how my um, career started, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you started your own business in the UK after a decade of working for someone else. Knowing you, I can't fathom you working for anyone else. But anyway, how was it for you? Was it hard or was it easy at the beginning? I really struggled working for someone else. And as the age got more and more, as I grew up more, I really um, knew with working for other companies. I mean, I went to work for certain companies and I've, I've worked for a fair amount of different companies because I knew that they were good at, say, I don't know, colouring. So I went and learned there. They were good at cutting. So I went and trained with them. So I really just researched on who I wanted to work for and what I could get out of it. And I did work for a number of years for L'Oreal and that was a a real game changer in my career. And then um, from L'Oreal, I had I had to go back into the salon because I got married and had decided to have children and I couldn't be on the road because it was uh, a, a road job as well as working for the for the centre. And even with going back into a salon and working for someone else, I knew I wanted to do things my way. I could see a business develop for women to come in and enjoy their time. A lot of women didn't want to be in a busy salon with loud music. And, you know, it was all about me trying to build a a, a holistic business, a a salon for women to come in and enjoy a sanctuary, you know, busy women, busy mums. It was their time and it probably was their only time every six, eight, 12 weeks to have that bit of R&R. And then, you know, through my career, I could see and learnings of what I taught myself or, or who taught me, I could see a opening of something different, something unique. Um, women just didn't really always just want advice on their hair. They really wanted to, you know, we would talk about clothes, we would talk about makeup. This is how I've sort of developed my business. And when I came to Australia, I could see the chance of me building the business I have now here and you know I think sometimes people come into your life for a reason and things get presented to you for a reason and over the last what have I been eight years here I've built a business that is totally unique and I'm a person that always wants to think right what's next what can I improve what can I do better in myself personally and for my business and for my clients why did you move to Australia? You moved to Australia in 2013. What prompted the move? So what ca- what came about was actually my husband's job, his career. 
it's funny. I was supposed to come to Australia when I first met him. I had another hairdresser friend that was doing the travel thing. And she said, when I get to Australia, in Sydney, I'll, I'll get a job and then I'll call you and you can come out. So I said, okay, yeah, great. And unfortunately, um, she fell apart with her relationship and she turned back up in the salon one day and I was like, what were you doing here? And she's like, oh, blah, 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 this has happened. And, um, unfortunately I never, I never got here, but I always knew that there was a bigger picture and my husband grew up abroad. Um, so he was used to that sort of expat life and it, it just so happened that we were offered a position to, well, he was offered a position to come here and we're very much go-getters and we wanted to show the children that there was a big wide world out there and that we didn't want the children just growing up, going to the local school and getting a job in in the local area. We wanted them to have as much worldly experience as possible and having the opportunity for Andrew's job to bring us out here, we took it by the balls and came for it and went for it. Of course you did. That's the Claire we know and love. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I'm up for a challenge. I'm up for a change. So we never wanted to regret that. And we haven't. And as soon as we got here, I'd I'd never been to Australia. Andrew had been out here working, never been. And as soon as I got here, I thought, okay, this is where I'm meant to be. I know this. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah, yeah. I just knew knew we were on the right path. It was difficult getting out here. It was. But sometimes in life, we have these hard obstacles because it then makes us want to break through it because when once we've broken through it, everything else starts to fall into place. And yeah. I recommended that book to you and that's very much like that book I've recommended to you, The Big Leap. And I did do The Big Leap. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did do The Big Leap. Yeah, it was a great book. It was a great book, just a new, fresh way of thinking about things. So yeah. tell me about – or tell our audience about holistic image because you don't just do hairdressing anymore. You do a whole range of things. So tell us what you do. So it's funny because – I always said by the time I get to 50, I won't be hairdressing. I've been saying that for years and years and years. And um, unfortunately, with hairdressing, it's very tiring on the body. A lot of hairdressers suffer with wrists and neck and shoulder injuries. And um, I was going down that route. So I needed to feel that I wanted to transition into another career that wasn't so hard on my body. But also what was leading me down that route was women wanted more. They didn't just want to come to the hairdresser just to touch their roots up, trim their ends. They were interested in, well, your eye colour is this. These colours are going to suit you. Your skin tone is this. This is what's going to suit you. And then, you know, talking about makeup and then talking about clothes. So for the last number of years, I've sourced out people to teach me colour analysis image consultancy, learning about body shape and, it, and and going out to different industries and pulling on their knowledge and bringing it back and then making it my own. So taking it into hair cutting, hair colouring, etc, etc. And then what happened was in the last number of years, and it was a client that walked into my salon about six years ago, sat in the chair, and we were having this lovely conversation about spiritual stuff I do like a little bit of spiritual woo woo 
And I was fascinated with what she was telling me, what who she was and what she did. And she told me that she was a better healer. And I was like, wow, what's that then? And in the end, over a number of hair appointments, she invited me kindly to come and have a session and experience it. And basically, it blew my mind. And I've been on the personal theta healing route on myself for the last sort of five years. And it's completely transformed me, who I am, where I'm going, what I want. Basically, it can make you very, very happy. So what is it? What is it for our audience? Okay, so theta healing is a healing modality that is about energy. And theta works on the theta brainwave. So probably the easiest way to describe it is it's a bit like a counselling session cross a little bit of hypnosis but what it does it works on four different levels so it works on you the here and now and what you believe in and limiting beliefs and things like that it works on a genetic level so you'll be running beliefs and programs from your parents your grandparents seven generations back And then it works on a history level. So the history level works on seven and more generations back. And also if you're into past life stuff. And then it also works on your soul level. So it taps into areas of you that can make you feel crap about yourself, negative about yourself, and it can clear them. It can clear them so you can start feeling good about yourself, feeling positive and moving you forward. But it can work on you, but you can also use it, and I have, on your business. Okay, so a lot of a lot of my clients do come to me and we work on their business first. So it could be money blocks, worthiness. I have a lot of women that actually struggle with being seen and wanting to be seen because everything's going online now and we have social media that grows our business and they really struggle with that. So we go in and we look at on the inside, why are you allowing yourself to be held back? So what happened was within um, COVID times, the salon, that side of the business had to close. But it actually, the I always look at the benefit of everything and the benefit for that, it gave me the gift of time and it gave me the gift of time to refocus on where I see my business going next. And it also gave me the time to actually train as a theta healer because, you know, five years I could see such a difference in myself and my business through going as a client that I always said, I'm one of those that always wants to know everything and wants to learn everything. I'm like a sponge. So I wanted to do the courses to basically be able to work on myself. But what actually happened was I had this massive like awakening to see that actually I'm supposed to be doing this in my business. So it's like, well, where does this all fit? And then I had this massive aha of I can help women look beautiful on the outside. But when they wake up the next morning and look in the mirror, those limiting beliefs are still there. And what I can do is go in and help relieve those limiting beliefs. So it was transforming on the outside and then internal transformation on the inside. Yeah, but I bet they come to you the other way, right? External stuff first and then internal work versus internal. Yes and no. Yes and no. 
the clients that that are really working with me are actually hair clients at the moment that have now taken because they've seen the transformation in me over the years so they're like okay we want some of this and um and then I thought right I need a rebrand I need to change I need to move forward and um, I basically um went in and sort of holistically came up with the name and I do run my business through that yeah so I get guided with what I'm supposed to be doing yeah I yeah. love that do you think that the I mean we've talked about it a bit but the way we feel affects the way we look and so if we feel good do we look good is that kind of how it translates definitely because you radiate that inner beauty you radiate that confidence. It's all about energy. So, you know, you could have the most fantastic outfit on and walk into a place. But if you feel negative about yourself, insecure, am I going to be judged for wearing this amazing outfit? But if you walk in there feeling amazing on the inside, you radiate that from the outside and people pick up on your energy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You own it. It's almost like you're like, yeah, exactly, Emma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wish people could see us. <laughs> um, as women, we tend to find it hard to accept aging. I mean, I don't. I actually think I get better with age personally, but you know, a lot of women struggle with aging, particularly in the way that they look. Do you find that, or are you finding it shifting? Or I feel that women get hung up on an era that they feel best in. So what I mean by that is. A lot of women will wear clothes from that era. So they get stuck in in wearing, oh, I don't know, you know, if you look back, um, probably women now that are in their 70s, they like to style their hair and wear makeup, not so much clothing, but back in the era where they felt most confident. Interesting. Yeah. So it's helping them realise that they can, feel amazing in this era the time and the now yeah right. I mean we're lucky nowadays that you know the Botox and the fillers are more affordable and accessible to everybody yeah so they tend to stick it in into an era of where where they feel the best but it's bringing them back into this era of feeling and empowered now and some women don't really know that, you know, their body shapes change, they start to age and they just think, oh, I don't really know what's going to suit me. So I'll just stick with what I know Yeah, as well. Sometimes it's easier than making new decisions. The interesting thing that I saw is that I saw you, uh, we were at an event together and I saw you helping women. I, I was watching you interact with these women and then I was watching them start, they started off being a bit nervous about, holy crap, if I get up on there, what's going to happen? And then you started, you just played with them, basically. You had fun with them. And by the end, it's like they had just a renewed confidence about what colours suited them. And, you know, the thing was about colour, so we only focused on colour because we didn't have that much time. But I loved the fact that they were nervous to begin with. They were happy to try something new. And the whole room was supportive, but also that you were able to talk to them about eye colour, talk to them about the colours that suited them, and that they kind of walked away. And the next day over socials, I saw everyone doing, oh, Claire, did you see this colour? Oh, Claire, and it was beautiful just to watch people go through that 
you know, movement and that motion. And I guess the question is, you are a positive person. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I just don't know any other way to be. And I'm fine with that. But you have you always been a positive person? Is that is that just your personality? Or is there time in your life when you kind of woke up to a more positive direction? Okay, no, I'm a very negative person. I was a very negative person. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. 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 I'm actually a natural introvert as well. So for me, I mean, you can train yourself to be an extrovert. And the reason why I become more of an extrovert is because I want to help women. And if I don't get up there in front of people and talk to them or communicate with them, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what I feel called to do. And it goes back to, I always remember thinking back when I was 13 and I did that first Saturday job, was actually having to walk up to someone and say, would you like to come through and have your hair shampooed? Was like, if you asked me to jump off a cliff, that would have been easier. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I do have days where I do have to come back to being that natural introvert. Yeah, to get your energy back. Yeah, meditation and things like that really help. And the feta has helped me a lot because what I used to do in the past was I would interact with clients and people and I would actually take on their negative energy during appointments. So they would leave feeling amazing, but I would be absolutely exhausted. That's changed. I, I, I notice that, well, I just don't do that anymore. I'm not available for that. Um, I still help them and they still feel amazing, but I don't have to actually use my energy to to do that. It's probably about 12 years ago, I suffered really badly with migraines and terrible women's times. And I would constantly be laying on the sofa ill. I would literally get up in the morning. I would take the kids to the bus stop. They'd get the, the bus to school. I would come home and lay on the sofa all day. I mean, doctors thought I had depression, but I was just unwell. I was sad. I was unhappy. I didn't really have a passion and a purpose. And that sort of spiraled me down to be quite a negative person. Uh, but negative on myself, not of others, like real self-negativity. And by going on this journey... I have literally got rid of what I call negative Nancy and positive Polly sits on my shoulder at all times. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, for an audience member who's listening to this and who sways more towards the pessimistic side of life, actually listening to the fact that you can actually turn that around and make a choice and do some work on yourself to help shift that from a pessimistic view of life to an optimistic view of life that's amazing no one would think that about you Claire yeah 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 yeah. so so a lot of my old friends in the UK would remember me being like that you know and even um even my parents so I did go through a hysterectomy four years ago best thing I ever did and it was funny because at the same time I was on my theta healing journey and within six months, so I hadn't seen my parents, it was just FaceTime. My parents turned around to me and said, what's happened to you one day? And I said, what do you mean? And this, I probably only had about 10 hours sessions, roughly. I said, what do you mean? They said, you've changed. Is it the hysterectomy? And I said, well, that's helped a hell of a lot. I said, but no, I've, I've been having better healing sessions. I hadn't told them. And they said, I said, well, what do you mean? And my mum turned around and said, you look happy. 
You look happy. I have never seen you glow and radiate happiness like you do now. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's through fa- that's through FaceTime. So not even she's just picking up on the energies of how I look. And it theta do- healing does change you. It does. And you'd know that, Emma, if you look at old photos that Fee's done of me two years ago to how I look now, I am quite unrecognisable in a, in a great way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love and it. And I haven't had any filler or Botox for a year, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had any filler or Botox. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I'm I need to. I'm quite open about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't it, – it, because you feel great about yourself – you radiate youthfulness and beauty, you look it as well. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. That's such a good lesson. What would you suggest to others who want to embrace more positivity? Are there any particular exercise? You mentioned that you do meditation, but that's more of a to kind of get your energy back. And it's so interesting to hear because as a coach, as a business coach, the same thing could happen to me where I have – you know, intense sessions. I mean, last year when we were in COVID, I was helping people with bankruptcy and pivoting their business. And, you know, like you have to have some systems and some processes in place to protect your own energy from that because I love to help people. That's why I went into this thing. But at the same time, they need to do the work, yeah? So what would you suggest to others to embrace more positivity? Are there any particular exercises apart from Theta, which sounds amazing. Everyone should go and try that. Yeah. I think it should be on Medicare, to be honest. I think you should advocate. I think you should. Come on, Claire, you've got the influence. Let's go. (laughs) I think I might need a few more followers first. (laughs) Storm Parliament asking for it. I'm not even a citizen yet, so I don't think that's going to go down well. Please get that under your belt first and then go and stir the pot, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, okay. So my top tips for feeling more positive about yourself. So I would definitely say meditation and there are hundreds of free meditations on YouTube and SoundCloud. You can actually do free theta meditations. I would also start looking at, do you have strong boundaries? Cause that is very, very key. I also would recommend take some time, step back out of yourself and look at who actually makes you feel negative because sometimes we surround ourselves with very very negative people yes and actually I did sort of speak to a few clients at the beginning of COVID and I said and I I did do it myself honestly I actually looked on Facebook and I defriended or unfollowed for a, a number of weeks people that just really not struggled with COVID, but really sort of ranted about it. I needed to take myself out of that and not be available for that. Because sometimes when you're not available for those things, you're sort of saying to the universe, I don't want that in my life. So they don't bring it into your life. And that can make a bit of a switch. So meditation, um, books, books are great. Dr. Google is fantastic for things. And you can Google free like mini theta healing sessions and start dipping your toe into that reiki anything alternative even sometimes you need to be grounded so go for a walk along the beach with bare feet go for a walk in nature in bare feet 
and really sort of feel that natural energy and just get out of places where you feel hemmed in and yeah negative people negative situations and actually start saying I'm not available for that I'm not available for that because when you start saying that out loud to the universe the universe won't bring that back it will stop yeah yeah I like that I like the fact that you've brought up people because um we've got a business with the queen coming up and we're actually talking about who's in your network and you know there's a famous quote by Jim Rohn and he says you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with and you know we do a lot of work especially I hear a lot of women say women support women and my optimistic side of my personality really wants to believe that but I've heard so many horror stories that would say that that's actually not true. But I think if we surround ourselves with those people that have the positivity around us and are always cheerleading us on and being truthful, because I think sometimes we surround ourselves with so many positive people and all we hear is positive, 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 there's no learning in that. And so I think it's really important about the people that we surround ourselves with. And a bit like you, I didn't listen to any news last year because what's the point so you just kind of kind of work out what are the things that really impact your brain and over COVID I chose to read a book a week so there wasn't much time to do much scrolling over socials and drop into that hole right but I also do meditation I use oils a lot as well so that's one of the things that grounds me and I I do quite a bit of exercise but I love I love that there's so many things that you could do and I guess the question for me is pick a couple of things and then just do them consistently. Don't just keep chopping and changing because I think sometimes you pick something and then you go, it didn't work for three days, so you pick something else up. Yeah, yeah. So that is you're allowing yourself to procrastinate. Yeah. And that's a limiting belief. But, I mean, it's funny because um, I, I was talking to a client yesterday and very influential businesswoman and very much lives in the masculine energy so it's very push 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 and she really struggles with taking time for herself and I said right what I want you to do is I want you to find 10 things that light you up it could be financial things you might have to pay to light her up but she could also do free stuff so you know the walk in nature the walk on the beach you know, she loves getting her hair done. So I said, it could be a blow dry once a week. It could be getting your nails done. It could be a massage. It could be a Reiki. It could be meditation. I said, but I want you to score it from one to 10. Obviously 10 being the most amazing experience, one being nah, never again. And I said, I want you to find five things. If you can't find five things that score high, I said, then we look at another five and then we look at another five. I said, because if you are running on empty all the time, you can't function on empty. That's when ill health happens. That's when, you know, stress. And then it's just like a catalyst of like a, a downward spiral of your energy. So, you know, us as women, we're very bad at putting ourselves as number one. I mean, when I look back 12 years ago of where I was, I would say, you know, it was like the kids, the husband, the dogs, the house, the external family. And even neighbour down the road that I didn't really know was way above on the priority list than me, you know. And women do struggle with that, really, really struggle yeah, with it's that. Yeah, it's a big thing. They don't, they put themselves last. And I think sometimes it's traditional. Sometimes we've seen our parents do it, you know, like there's a whole range of reasons as to why. I have to say that over the last few years, I've gotten really good at putting myself first because I also realise if you don't put yourself first, then you can't care for others. And so, you know, I have to say, I've, I think I've got this nailed. 
which good I love. on you yeah, good thank on you, you. <laughs> yeah but yes yeah, so also go back to the your inner tribe yeah you've got to have the inner tribe that is vibrating at the same level as you because when you vibrate at the same level as you or maybe they're vibrating at a little bit higher they pull you up if you're finding that you're the positive one and you're surrounding yourself with people that aren't that great there's a mismatch there's a mismatch yeah and and it's not good for you it's yeah. really interesting sometimes I see women who are surrounding themselves with wh- who they think is the right people but they're it's all negativity so you kind of walk in and you're like I can just feel the energy and I'm like man you guys need to separate and go and find some positivity out there because it's not working for you tell me what does the future look like for you oh the future looks like bring it on bring it on I'm ready (laughs) yeah I'm positive Emma I'm positive (laughs) I I with doing the all the work on myself I know I'm on the right path because when you're on the right path and you're living in what they call alignment things just fall into place they just slot 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 because life's not meant to be hard you know I I say to clients you can either play the hard life or you can play the game of fun life and I've I've switched I'm on the game of fun life here (laughs) so I don't know I am open to what comes my way and then I things fall into place like you contacting me for the podcast and I think okay is this for me I knew it was and um okay, yes, that's my next step. And I see it as stepping stones and I'm open. So when you're open to things, lots of things present themselves to you. So look, I'm here, I'm here to help women show up and shine. That's what I'm here for. And there's a lot of women in the last few years that during COVID as well has given them time to sort of think, I want more, things are different. I don't want to be on the corporate treadmill anymore. Or I feel like I'm destined to do my own business, I'm destined to do this or, or helping a charity, whatever they feel, but it's helping them get out there to do it, to achieve it. Yeah. I love that. So it's, I'm open to most things. Yeah. <laughs> open, open to most open things. Open most things. Yeah. <laughs> In a legal way, should I say. <laughs> if it's legal, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Tell me, what advice would you give women in business? Maybe you've done the switch yourself from that negative mindset to a positive mindset, or is there any particular tips that you or themes that come through with your clients and you think these are my top three? So meditation is one, definitely. It doesn't cost anything. It would just give, it's just giving yourself that bit of time. If you struggle giving yourself that bit of time then you really need to look at some like limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging on why you're not giving yourself time. It can take 20 minutes at the end of the day and over a number of weeks, it's going to make you feel amazing. The next thing is that I say to clients when I first start working with them is get yourself a gratitude journal. Okay, and the reason why we look, yeah, you're raising your thumb up at me. The reason why I talk about a gratitude journal, why it's important. Look, you don't have to journal it down, but at the beginning, it's really important because you've got reference to go back over. It's like your little secret diary and you can see how far you've come. So what happens with a gratitude? If you start your day and end your day 10 minutes writing down at least five things, what's happened to you in that day that you're grateful for. And hey, look, during COVID, I was really happy that 
there was a shopping trolley at Woolies that didn't have didn't have to put a bloody coin in. And that I was grateful for that because you know because by the time you have to go to the checkout, get yourself a coin, then come back. I just walked up and I just thought, you know what, that I'm really grateful for that. Thanks. Thanks, universe. <laughs> so I that went down in the gratitude journal because what happens is your mindset starts to shift from negative to positive. And when you start saying to yourself, yeah, that's positive, that's positive, that's positive, what happens is the universe brings you more positivity. So you start to shift and make that change. So that's the second thing. Third thing. Okay, so a really good thing is to write down a hundred things that you will not tolerate anymore. And you think, 100 things, wow, that's a lot. But I tell you what, when you start writing and it starts flowing through you, it'd be interesting to see how many people come up with. So it's like, you know, I will not tolerate not putting myself first anymore or things like that. I will not tolerate my kids answering me back or I won't tolerate, you know. Yeah, just your personal boundaries, really. Yeah. But it's really good because what you're saying to the universe, because you're writing it down, you're putting it out there and you need to be saying it as well. So it starts happening and starts shifting and changing. So they're my top three. I love that. So I do meditation every morning. And the reason that I do it every morning is because when I wrote the book, there's a section in the book about obligation and resentment, right? And as busy mums, we get to the end of the day and then we feel a little bit annoyed that we haven't had any time to ourselves. So when I wake up in the morning, I do two things. I do a body scan about how my body is feeling. I do three things that I'm grateful for. And then I get up and do my meditation. It's before the house gets up so that if my day gets hijacked by kids or whatever, I know that I've had that me time and I'm okay with it. It's not like I'll wait till the end of the day because I think that's what women do. They wait till the end of the day. There's this amazing thing called revenge procrastination at bedtime. Claire, let me tell you about this thing. It's basically, it it mainly affects mums, busy women and caregivers. And instead of going to bed, they sit on the couch when it's quiet and scroll their phones because they're trying to get some control back from their day. And it's called revenge procrastination. It's this amazing thing. I never knew there was a name for it, but that kind of makes sense because we get to the end of the day and there's nothing left. So let's reverse it and let's do some time for yourself at the beginning of the day so you don't feel annoyed. And that's great because what you've done is you flip the switch, you've put you first because you're working on yourself first at the beginning of the day. So you're saying to the universe, I'm coming first. And you've also like set up your mindset for the day. You've cleared out any oh my God, this, oh my God, that. (laughs) I need to do this, I need to do that. And you're starting your day at a nice high vibration. So when you're at a higher vibration, you keep going higher. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's great. There you go. That's my tip for you. (laughs) Give that a try. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to hear all your wisdom and it's amazing to have a conversation with someone who's done so much work on themselves and we can see that the journey. So I wish you all the best. And where can people find you, Claire, if they are listening to me and you and they're saying, oh, Theta sounds amazing and Claire sounds amazing, where can they find you? Okay, so my website is holisticimage.com.au. I'm on all the socials, so I will be on LinkedIn just as Claire Gorman 
on Insta is Holistic Image Coaching and the same for Facebook. But I also have a private Facebook group where I come on and we talk about style, image, hair, makeup, like a real lovely girly group. You're in it, Emma. Yeah, I love it. I love the tips this week. You saw I love the tips this week. I'm like, try shampoo. I've never experienced this. I'm going to go get some. (laughs) It's phenomenal stuff. And yeah, all the products I use are organic and um, natural and, you know, vegan, cruelty-free. You know, that is is part of it. And yeah, that group is Colour and Style with Claire at Holistic Image. So, you know, women can come and hang out with us. Yeah, we want women to hang out with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emma. Thanks for the time. That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you love this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with promoting the podcast for others to listen to inspirational topics on leadership and business. And if you want to contact me directly, all my details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au.